Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, and it is my privilege to be your announcer on this, the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is the organist, Reverend Ben Schumacher, and the acolytes are Jack Elliott Goodman and Carissa Reed. Today's radio broadcast is being sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn is Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us on page 711 of the Lutheran Service Book. May God bless us as we worship together. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this morning. It's very good to be with you all in the Lord's house on this beautiful Sunday morning to receive his gifts of word and sacrament and to worship him with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Uh, we are going to stand and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, walk over, shake their hand, tell them what your favorite animal is. <clears throat> We have just, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a couple of announcements before we continue on with our worship service today. First of all, the LYF Valentine's Dinner is after church today, so please be sure to attend that. It's over across the street in the Fellowship Hall. Also, your statements are in your parish caller boxes. If you haven't picked them up, please do so this morning. Uh, Lanny Worm <clears throat> would like to thank the firefighters for your fast response to the fires this past week. Your help is very much appreciated. 
Uh, and that is all of the pre-service announcements that we have. Let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so very thankful this morning that you have called us here, that you have called us here by your Holy Spirit. Lord, none of us are here by accident, none of us are here by chance, and we are all here this morning, Lord, because you want us to be here. So, Lord, we pray now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal, a fervor for your house of worship here. So we pray these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is hymn number 711, 711. It is Savior Like a Shepherd, Lead Us, 711.
Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful, Most God. merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. The world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness. And the people with equity. Glory be to Glory the Father. Glory be to the Father. And to the Son. And to the Son. And to the Holy Spirit. And to the Holy Spirit. As it was, as in, the it was in the beginning. Is now. Is now. And will be forever. And will be forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. <clears throat> for the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, graciously hear the prayers of your people, that we who justly suffer the consequence of our sin may be mercifully delivered by your goodness to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading was written in Psalms 142, verses 1 through 7. With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see there is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of the prison that I, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. This is the word of our Lord. We will now have special music provided by the Sunshine Choir entitled, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High.
At this time, I invite any other children to come forward for this morning's message. There's some room down here in the front steps yet. Come on up, MJ. That'll work. Good morning. This morning we want to talk about a word that I think infects all of us. That word is temptation. Temptation. We talk about it when we use our Lord's Prayer, and we'll use that for our closing prayer today, part of it. But temptation, what is temptation? Harper, what's temptation? If your parents say not to do something, how you do it anyway? Oh, mom and dad say not to do something, and you do it anyway. Hmm. Do you suppose it only affects you, your age? No? You think if we asked them out there to raise their hand how many have ever been tempted, what do you think we'd see? We think we see some hands going up, all those you tempted? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Let's look at some of them. What's that say, Kai? Lying. Any of you out here guilty of lying? Tempting? Yep, got us. Cur Oop, Kai, what's that one say? Cursing. Cursing, taking the name of our Lord in vain. Anybody out here guilty of that one? Yep. How about that one? Keenan, what's that one say? Cheating. We've never cheated, have we? Adults, we ever cheated? Sadie, how about that one? Stealing. Anybody out here ever stole? For four, for four, guilt, huh? Here's a tougher one. What's that one say? Oh, I'm sorry, I got my finger away. 
Kiana, what's Alan say? Involve God in our sin. God, I'm not as bad as that one over there. I don't do that. They do that. So we try to get God involved in our sin. Anybody do that? finger out of the way. Drew, what's that one say? Act as if God will not care. God, you didn't see that little sin. You don't care, do you? It's just a, a little sin, a little lie, a little, I borrowed this from somebody. Temptation. Pastor's going to talk about that today a little bit. We're all tempted. We're all guilty. Calm down there. Calm down. We're all guilty of being tempted. Adults as well as teenagers, as well as young people. We're all tempted. So would you pray with me, and then we'll listen to what Pastor has to say. Dear Jesus... Help us to not be led into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you may go back. Thank you. The epistle reading is from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into the hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. For while we were still, while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and I and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, that the end is coming indeed, it, it has coming, when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning we're going to take a little bit of a sidetrack from the regular lectionary readings, and we're going to be talking about something that Luther wrote in a devotional once. He talked about temptation, just like Mr. Griman mentioned to the kids just a few minutes ago. And he talked about six different things, six different medicines, as he calls them, to confront and to battle and to find comfort whenever we are going through different trials and different temptations in our lives. Now, it is important to understand just a few things about this topic. We know from the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, and lead us not into temptation, we know this, that God is not the tempter. God tempts no one. In fact, those things, the temptation to sin, that comes from Satan, from he who would try to do everything that he can to make you stumble in your walk with Christ. To be tempted is not to sin. To be tempted is not to sin. Rather, only acting upon that temptation do we then commit sin. Now, there is also a difference. There is a difference between a temptation and a trial. And the difference lies in what is the intent of both. You see, Satan intends for you to sin. He wants you to sin. He will throw everything in your path to make that possible. You've heard me say this before. But other than God, there is only one other person that knows you better than anyone, and that's Satan. He knows what your buttons are. He knows what he needs to throw in front of your path in order to throw you off of that path, the straight and narrow path that Jesus has talked to us about in his Gospels. So a temptation differs from a trial, and that temptation, the intent is by Satan for you to sin. A trial... A trial in our lives, and those are of various kinds, the intent is from God to strengthen your faith. And we need never feel because no matter what trial or even what temptation that we are going through, God promises to never leave us. He promises to never desert us, to forsake us, and that he is walking along beside us, carrying us, every step of the way. Luther, in this devotion, Luther gives six different kinds of medicine to combat the temptations and the trials that we face. Now, I have found them to be particularly helpful in my own life, and so I wanted to share what those six things are with you here this morning. So, this morning's message is going to be a little bit different than the normal ones. This is going to be kind of a how-to all right, this is going to be kind of a, of, a, of a how-to sermon. So on the back of your bulletin is a, is a blank page for sermon notes. If you would like, find something to write with and write these things down. And I pray that they are as helpful, for, as, as helpful to you as they have been to me. Six different medicines 
that Luther speaks of. And as always, as he does so well, as we should always do, his points are backed, of course, by Scripture. The first medicine, he says this, First, such a person must by no means rely on himself, nor must he be guided by his own feelings. Rather, he must lay hold of the words offered to him in God's name, cling to them, place his trust in them, and direct all the thoughts and feelings of his heart to them. What Luther is speaking of in this first medicine is a completely different mindset, a completely different changing of how we think and how we feel and how we go through the trials and the temptations of our lives. Instead of relying on ourselves, on our own feelings, on our own emotions, instead of trying to find relief from those trials, from those temptations, instead of looking from within, let us look from without. Let us not look to ourselves, rather let us look to God. It really brings to the forefront that famous proverb that I'm sure all of us know, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on what? On your own understanding. Now I'm not saying that there aren't certain things that we can do sort of on, on this side of heaven, earthly things that we can do to help, uh, help us find relief from the different temptations and the different trials that we have. Some of us like to listen to music. Some of us like to, to eat chocolate, okay? I mean, whatever those things might be. I'm not saying that those things are necessarily bad. But the things that do become dangerous for us is when we turn to much more egregious things, things like drinking, things like drugs, things like looking to other people, perhaps things like looking to find comfort and solace in a spouse that is not your own. Different things of that sort. That's when those things become dangerous. And that's when, especially at those times, that we need to cling to these words. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So that first medicine... Let us not rely on ourselves within. Let us, lay, let us then rely on what is without, of course, from our Heavenly Father. The second medicine, he says this. <clears throat> second, he must not imagine that he is the only one assailed about his salvation. But he must be aware that there are many more people in the world passing through the same trials. Further, he says, these trials are not rare among the godly. And then he says this, he quotes 1 Peter 5, 9. Resist him, resist Satan, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. Luther would have us take comfort in the fact that no matter what temptation that we are suffering through, no matter what trial that we are going through, that there is somebody out there who is going through the same thing. There is somebody out there who either has already gone through the same trial, the same temptation, or is currently going through that very trial and that very temptation. And so Luther's in, in encouragement to us is to rely on one another. The old saying goes, it takes a village. I believe that. 
In order to make Trinity Lutheran Church work, it takes all of us, every single one of us, from the smallest to the biggest. Paul talks about this really, really well when he's talking about the body of Christ, and he says if one part of the body is suffering, the entire body is suffering. If there is one part of our body of Christ that is suffering through a trial, through a temptation, whatever the case is, let us rely on one another. Let us bind ourselves to, together. Let us seek one an, another out to pray for one another, to encourage one another for them. All of those things, that's how we are a part of the body of Christ. The old saying goes, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. Okay? It takes all of us as the body of Christ to go through the trials and the temptations of this life together. The third medicine, he says this, Third, he should by no means insist on deliverance from these trials without yielding to the divine will. He should address God cheerfully and firmly and say this, If I am to drink this cup, dear Father, may your will, not mine, be done. <clears throat> if God, if the Father sent his Son to go through trials and temptations, do not think that you are immune to these things either. Remember his, his most famous one. Satan leads Jesus out into the desert and there tempts him after he hasn't eaten, after he hasn't drank anything. And he tempts him three separate times with, I would imagine too, Jesus would be very tempted things with power, with the ability to perform wondrous acts. And of course his greatest temptation that was to come when he was in the garden. And you could foresee everything, all of the suffering and the pain and the torture and everything that was about to happen to him. And he prays this, this very prayer. Father, take this cup from me, but not my will be done, but yours be done. This is part of what it means to take up our cross and follow Jesus. This is why Luther can, can say to address God cheerfully and firmly. It means that we are with Christ, and to be with Christ sometimes means that we have to pick up our cross and follow him. Through different trials, through different temptations, whatever those things might be, perhaps you are going through a different, uh, I'm sorry, through a, through a particular trial or a, or a particular temptation right now. Take comfort in the fact that this is a cross that you have been given, pick it up and follow Christ. For you are following on the same path that our Lord walked on. That's, that's also why Romans, uh, Paul in Romans can say this, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. This is what it means to be crucified with Christ that our old self is crucified with him to make way for the new. Whatever trial or temptation that you are going through, take comfort in this, that our Lord has gone through it before us. 
This is what it is to be a disciple. This is, this is, is what it means to be a follower of Christ. The fourth medicine. He says, there is no stronger medicine for this than to begin with words such as David used when he said in Psalm 18, I will call upon the Lord and praise him, and so shall I be saved for all that assails me. For the evil spirit of gloom cannot be driven away by sadness, lamentation, or anxiety, but by praising God, which makes the heart glad. If you find yourself down in the dumps about whatever trial or temptation that you are going through, rest assured that the evil one not only wants you there, he wants you to stay there. That's what he wants. Because he knows that when you are in those situations, when you are in those pits of despair, sorry, not to use a Princess Bride reference, but when you are in that place, He wants you there. Because he knows that when you are there, that you are at your weakest. That you can be tempted with lots and lots of things. That you can be tempted to even think, well, God doesn't care. He doesn't love me. He's not even listening to me. He doesn't, he doesn't care. All of those things come from one place. They come from the bottom of hell itself. And so that's why Luther quotes David, and again, he says, I will call upon the Lord and praise him, and so shall I be saved from all that assails me. As the creation, it makes our heart joyous and happy and glad to praise our creator. As God's creation, it makes our hearts joyous and glad and happy to praise our Creator for all of the things that He has done for us, all of the things that He continues to do for us. So when you find yourself in those situations, those pits of despair, turn your anxiety into praise. Turn your despair into joyous, into joy of heart, knowing because of all of these things that we have just been speaking of. That you are taking up your cross, that you are following him. And to turn our praise, I'm sorry, to turn our anxiety and our despair into praise. The fifth medicine, number five. He says... He, uh, we must thank God diligently for deeming us worthy of such a visitation of which many thousands of people remain deprived. Therefore, we should willingly endure the hand of God in this and in all suffering. Do not be worried. Indeed, such a trial is the very best sign of God's grace and love for men. I'll say that one more time. Such a trial is the very best sign of God's grace and love for man. At such a time, it is well to read or sing Psalm 142, and that's why that is the Old Testament lesson for this morning. It makes sense, then, for James to say in his letter that we ought to consider it pure joy whenever we face trials and temptations, because when it is over, as he says, our faith will lack nothing. Consider it pure joy whenever we face trials and temptations, because when it is over, we will lack nothing. 
one of the, the great things that is about that Trinity Lutheran Church is, is that it is an intergenerational church. We have folks all the way from the senior folks all the way down to babies. And I would highly encourage all of us who are not senior folks, look to them and ask them how they have gone through the battles and they have gone through the wars. They've got more experience than we do. Ask them. Call upon them. It, it goes back to, uh, to number two, right? You are not the only one who has gone through these things before. Seek out our senior folks. Ask them if they've ever gone through things like this before. Believe me, they will love to tell you, and they will love to tell you what they prayed about and what they have gone through and how they have gotten through it. This is part of what it means, again, to be the body of Christ. We are an intergenerational church, and that is a wonderful thing. That is a blessed thing. So let's use that to our advantage. Let's use that to fight the devil. And let's use one another. The sixth medicine, the last one. He says, It is necessary that one never doubt the promise of the truthful and faithful God. He promised to hear us. Yes, he commanded us to pray for the very reason that we might know and firmly believe that our petition will be heard. Satan has been spinning the same lie since the very beginning of time. It's the same lie, just repeated in a different way. Did God really say this? Think about any trial or any temptation that you have ever gone through. I promise you, it's the same thing different version. Did God really say this? Did God really say that he would never leave you? Did God really say that he loves you? Did God really say that he would forgive you? Did God really say that he would even forgive that sin or you? Same lie spun a different way every time. And what, what I do whenever I can identify it, I call it out. I call it out. That's the same lie, Satan, spun in a different way. I've heard it before. Call it out. Call that devil out. Satan wants you to doubt the promise of God. He wants you to doubt the faithfulness of God. He wants those negative thoughts about God to start creeping up in your mind during these difficult times. That's what he wants. That's what he is trying to do. And so when those times come, let me encourage you to do, to do one thing. When those times come, when, when you are doubting the promises of God, when you are doubting how much he loves you, when you are doubting his presence with you, look to the cross and be reminded of how much that he loves you. That is the antidote. That is the one antidote that Satan will never, ever, and has not, and will never, ever be able to be defeated. See, I think that Satan is really stupid in this way. It's almost like he doesn't realize that he's already lost. Keep that in mind. Satan has already lost. When you are in Christ, he has no control over you. He does not own you. 
He does not own your life. He does not own your soul. Your soul and your life was bought on that cross. And so when those times come of trials and temptation, no matter what those are, from the littlest ones to the biggest ones, and you find yourself doubting, look to the cross and be reminded that all of the promises that he has made you, he has kept because he sent his own son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to prove it and to be crucified there for us. Finally, in conclusion, he says this, and I love this. But if the inner assault should become more severe after this medicine, he should do nothing else but abide by the above advice. For this grave temptation is a good omen that this will soon end and that the devil is very nearly vanquished. He is merely making his strongest attempt now. Pharaoh, too, never, never persecuted the children of Israel as severely as he did toward the end. Therefore, this person should be, uh, should be hopeful and of good cheer. Like I, I said, Satan is already vanquished. He has already been defeated. What he is trying to do is he is trying to cloud your mind of all of this anxiety and fear and pain and everything else and doubt about God so that you get further and further away from him. But the Spirit says no. No. They have been baptized in my name. They receive my body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins. And they belong to me. And as Isaiah says, for I have called you by name. Do you remember how it ends? And you are mine. And so let me close then with these wonderful words from Jesus from the gospel for today. Such faithful words of promise and of truth. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. In our Savior's name, amen. Please rise. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, one the, God Father Almighty, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and, maker earth, of heaven and, and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he comes again to, to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, and who spoke by the prophets. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Please be Amen. seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Uh, now is a good time for you to fill out that attendance book that is in your pew on one side or another. Uh, and so ushers, please come forward. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday on the following stations. At 6.30 a.m. on KTXR-FM 101.3 Springfield. At 9.30 a.m. on KKOW-AM 860 Pittsburgh, Kansas. And at 12.30 p.m. on KRUM-FM 100.3 FM Rogers, Arkansas. Visit online at www.lutheranhour.org to learn about the inspirational Lutheran Hour Ministries programs or visit www.lhm.org. Any questions regarding Lutheran Hour may be addressed by calling the church office at 235-7300. Trinity's Adult Bible Classes meets at 9 a.m. each Sunday in the cafeteria and fellowship hall of the school. Men's Bible study meets each Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study Group will not meet until after Easter. Additional study groups include Ladies Tuesday Evening Bible Study at 7 p.m. at the home of Tony Oberman. Ladies Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Mondays at 1 p.m. For more information regarding the Bible study groups, contact the church office at 235-7300. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion.
morning we have a few folks that we want to remember. First, for, for, those, of our, for those on our health list, uh, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Esther Holly, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Brenda Lawmaster, Jeannie Stoltz, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Morris Shane, Marilyn Stewart, Elda Nelson, Sandy Voskamp, and Nahanes and Caitlin Clyde Baker. Those of you who had not heard, Caitlin uh, uh, was playing on the, on the playground and unfortunately broke her leg. And so she had to have surgery on that. And the surgery was successful. Uh, and so we are praising God this morning that she is home now and is recovering. We also lift up a special prayer for the family of Cheryl Brocht on the passing of her father. So we go to our Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord, certainly on this side of heaven, in this world, we will have trial, we will have tribulation. But Lord, we thank you that we do not face these things alone. Lord, we have a great high priest who has gone through and knows every trial and every temptation that we have gone through or will go through. And so help us, Lord, to use these medicines that we have learned of. Help us, Lord, to rely on one another. Help us, Lord, to rely on you, Lord, and on your holy word and the sure comfort and assurance that he gives to us. Lord, in your mercy. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we uh, pray a special prayer for all those, Lord, that we know, whether it be family members or friends or people that we work with, uh, acquaintances, whatever the case might be. We pray, Lord, for all those that we know that do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior, especially those who name before you in our hearts now. <clears throat> Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, for all those who have been the victims of natural disasters, we pray, Lord, that you would bring healing uh, to those places, that you would uh, send to them an extra measure of your Holy Spirit. Send to them, Lord, faithful people who can, who can help, help them uh, in this time and in this hour of need. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we also pray a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray, Lord, for all those that are, that are listed here on our health list. Uh, Lord, also for the family of Shara Brock upon the passing of her father. We pray, Lord, that you would bring to them the consolation of your love during this very difficult time. We also pray, Lord, for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We ask, Lord, and we thank you that it is in, with, and under this bread and wine that we receive the forgiveness of our sins, the redemption of our souls. And Lord, as your word says, where there is the forgiveness of sins, 
there is also everlasting life. Lord, may this feast, that it is the foretaste of the feast to come, that you have prepared for us, nourish us, nourish us in heart, mind, and soul. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with the angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And we pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you all. We continue with the Agnes Day.
Please rise. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Please be seated. We sing our closing hymn, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, hymn number 739, 739. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane. Just a reminder that the Lutheran Youth Fellowship Valentine's uh, dinner is right after church here, so why don't we go ahead and pray for that uh, meal now. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bless this food that we are about to eat. We thank you, Lord, for the hands that made it. Uh, Lord, we ask that you continue to bless the youth of this church, and we pray, Lord, that they would all 
grow up and continue to grow up with hearts that are after yours. Lord, may we as this church continue to support them, continue to build them up uh, in the way uh, that you would have us do. And so, Lord, we ask that you would bless this food and bless our time together. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week.